everyone. Welcome to the Starbucks Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Mehra. All right. My guest today is Ami Ganatra. And today we're going to be talking about her book, Mahatmarta Unraveled, Lesser Known Facets of a Well-Known History. Ami, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Namaste, everybody. All right. So, Ami, before we start talking about the book, why don't you tell everybody a bit about yourself? Um, so, I'm Ami Ganatra from Mumbai. Um, I uh, I'm a management professional. So in my professional life, I was I used to do consulting, and then I was into um, into business business strategy. Um, apart from profession, I'm also a certified yoga instructor. Actually, a lot of my interest in shastra comes because of yoga. And um, yeah, I'm right now on a sabbatical, and that's when the book just accidentally happened. So here I am. I mean, let's talk about this first. So. See, and so for Christians and Muslims, there are not a lot of options. They stuck with one book, well, stuck or whatever. They have one book. So for Hindus, we have a variety of books. So we, we could maybe pick the Vedas or the Upanishads or the Mahabharat or the Ramayana, and and it, the list is endless. Why the Mahabharat? Why did you pick the Mahabharat? Ramayana, Ramayana, why you pick it? Bhagwan, maybe the Ramayana will I hope. <laughs> um, so Mahabharat happened because of the lockdown. So thanks to China, thanks to COVID, it happened. Abhi jab lockdown hua tha, so they were playing the Mahabharat. They ran the VR Chopra Mahabharat, right? And what happened is, um, few years ago, I mean, I I had been reading Mahabharat, uh, the Gita Press version. I wanted to uh, study it in the Sanskrit Hindi. So I was reading it, and uh, when VR Chopra uh, Mahabharat was replayed, I put up a few posts talking about what is in the text versus what is shown in the uh, in the TV series. and um so that led to writing of this book so there was interest and uh, i got uh, pravin tiwari ji of bloomsbury he suggested that you know there's a lot written about mahabharat bahut likha hai logon ne bahut acha likha hai par bahut zyada fiction hai so people take a character and they uh, make the story around it from their imagination in the mahabharata background which is perfect this is good but uske karan kya ho gaya that महाभारत में क्या है व्यास रचित महाभारत में क्या है वर्सेस व्हाट आर द फिक्शनल रीटेलिंग्स और रीटेलिंग्स और इमेजिनेशन दैट वाज गेटिंग अ लिटिल ब्लड सो ही सजेस्टेड लेट्स गो बैक टू द टेक्स्ट एंड ब्रिंग आउट सर्टेन एस्पेक्ट्स व्हिच आर इधर नॉट सो वेल नोन और आर नोन बट नॉट नोन एज व्यास वुड हैव वांटेड अस टू नो सो दैट्स हाउ महाभारत है All right. So another important question. I mean, although you you touch upon it in the introduction of the book, but I I want to talk about it a little bit in detail. See, uh, the stories of the book are separate, but I want to talk about some of the technical aspects here. See, the first thing people are going to latch onto if somebody wanted to criticize. I'm not saying I am finding it critical. I I found it to be absolutely reasonable uh, the way you have explained it. But what if somebody came and told you why did you pick? this particular translation and not that particular translation why did you go with this particular version and not that particular version so what wh- what is your rationale behind yeah. it if you could share with us so um my uh, my main reference was geeta press ka sanskrit hindi mahabharat but along with that i also referred to km ganguly's english translation as well as uh, the bori critical edition so i referred the sanskrit verses of bori critical ed- edition wherever i was not sure about how much is in bori verse versus what is in geeta press because geeta press uh, bori is the most critical version so to say a uh, lot of things which might be in geeta press are not in bori um and why that so um 
people talk about many different versions of mahabharata there are many translations there are translations um from say last uh, so geeta press version actually it comes it is based on um uh, a commentary written by nilkanth chaturdhar in, in the 17th 18th century yeah so that's the hindi translation on on the on the manuscript of nilkanth or the commentary of nilkanth um that apart there is a uh, southern dakshinatya reading there are other manuscripts from kashmir vagaire vagaire there are many of those but i'll tell you what in general apart from a few things here and there there are some additions here some additions there the story is pretty consistent across and this is what even bori says now bori uh, the bhandarkar oriental when they made the critical edition they referred to about 1259 manuscripts across whichever they found from nepal kashmir and different uh, 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 languages yeah so somewhere in sharda script somewhere in bengali somewhere in gujarati telugu tamil all of that uh, based on that they prepared the critical edition now in these manuscripts there were certain incidences which were in one which were not in another there were certain in, like in the dakshinatya reading there are a lot more details given like lot more details you will find ages of arjun yudhishthir there will be longer stuti shlokas and a lot of that however i don't think there was a large variation in the overall script per se so i believe i took geeta press because i did not want to take an english translation because that impacts um the way i would write right it would impact the language i use so that was the reason i did not want to directly refer an english translation the other thing is um from experience of reading some past texts and stuff i have realized that it makes more sense to always have sanskrit and a language i understand better so either hindi or gujarati uh rather than english because jab aap keval english mein padhte ho na to kai baar wo shabd ka arth confuse ho jata hai and i and there are certain of these shabdas which even now i know that in certain translations are given in a certain way but i took a different stand and i said ki nahi this is not not what i agree with of course there are others also who agree with my standpoint but they are different from those translations but there are they, they, these are smaller aspects so, so i think could you could you give me an example of a word or so at, so that the readers our listeners and uh, viewers understand that better um so uh, now this can be very controversial but i'll put it out there i have put it in the uh, book as well very clearly so um it's it's in the notes of the book yeah so when uh, krishna goes to convince karn that pandav aap tumhare bhai log hai tum pandavon ki taraf aa jao so give up this war and when you come all the pandavs they will accept you tumhara poojan karenge tumko simhasan par bitha denge tumko khana denge vagaire 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 theek hai so then there, there is a last line in that which says um shashti kale draupadi agamishati theek hai in in that sense शष्टि काले द्रौपदी गमिष्यति तो आप कुछ कुछ इंग्लिश ट्रांसलेशन पढ़ोगे ना तो उसमें दे से एंड द्रौपदी विल डू इंटर कोर्स विथ यू ओके नाउ व्हेन यू से शष्टि काले सो शष्टि काले जस्ट इंडिकेट्स टाइम ऑफ द डे वी हैड एट प्रहर्स एंड ऑल ऑफ दैट राइट तो बाय डायरेक्ट ट्रांसलेशन इधर कहीं ना कहीं और शष्टि काले आउटसाइड ऑफ महाभारत should have been used in the sense of intercourse then it makes sense yeah at least whatever i saw so if you go to any of the sanskrit dictionaries yeah you go to vachaspatyam you go to uh, monier williams you go to apte none of these mention shashtakala or shashtikale as a uh, time for intercourse or intercourse related anything but they do mention shashtikale so for example in mahabharat itself in ashwamedha parva and even in other places there are two three instances where shashtikale is mentioned 
and shashtikale is mentioned in the sense it is all related to food so either there is a shashtikale vrata so shashtikale jaise upvas hoga to din mein you have two meals so if you have a shashtikale uh, vrata which means you will have uh, one meal in six days to ek do of one day teen char of dusra day fir fifth meal skip and the sixth meal of the third day so that is shashtikale the other way shashtikale is also used in the sense of in during the day time for meal the second meal of the day so this is what i thought was uh, so so this was my understanding of shashtikale now it is possible i am not even denying the fact that krishna might have had something else in mind he might have said to lure karn ki tu aaja draupadi bhi aayegi theek hai but at least going by the uh, usage of shashtikale i it did not appear to be as a uh, honest translation to just call it intercourse okay it could have it, the, the the direct translation is in the sixth hour draupadi will also come it could mean for intercourse it could mean to give you food it could be mean any of that but that's open to translation so directly imposing a specific aspect there i thought was not right and what this does is that lot of people just use this one thing to say are dekho women were used as tools yeah forgetting whatever else was in the script now whether they did whether they, they did not is a different thing but this instance directly did not translate into such a uh, conclusion that's what my take was so so this is one example this is one of the examples where i have uh, differed so here then in the in the main text you won't see it because i've just i have just summarized lot of things yeah i have taken the uh, the shlokas the conversations and summarized it but mm-hmm. for this specific part i have also added a note at the back that why i have not included the intercourse part there because you know a lot of times people will like are dekho she is trying to escape from that so i have tried to avoid that and given the reason why i have uh, avoided that all right so so now let us get into one of the things that obviously you and i have have been having this conversation offline also that one of the reasons you decided to write this book was you said there were a lot of i don't know what word we should be using abhi main hindi mein kahunga bahut sari galat fehmiyan hain mahabharat ke bare mein because uh, one of the biggest things jaise tumne kaha ki mahabharat ke itne sare versions hain itne varnan hain abhi kaun sa varnan uchit hai kaun sa abhi isme bhi hai na wo sahi quotes mein bol raha hu main kyon kyunki abhi kaun sa varnan uh, uh, sahi hai so, so my logic is the oldest one is the 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 original one and everything else later on is just a variation as per the change of the culture and the time now you have even mentioned in the book uh, one of, obviously when we were we were speaking offline you told me one of the reasons you wrote this book is mujhe bahut sari galat fehmiyan correct karni thi so pehle i i will get into some of the stories and the morals and the ethics all that later but i want to focus on this because you were very passionate about this so ye kaun si galat fehmiyan thi jo tumhe correct karni thi so uh, uh, in some of the conversations I, i was having you know before the book thing even came about there were things like yeah mahabharat is a very interesting uh, story if you call it itihas then it is also itihas uh, i remember somebody say that i am i am accepting that but you know what we south indians have nothing to do with it it is all only a north indian story south has nothing to do with it and i was like yaar aisa to nahi hai yeah the main focus is of is of this one family hastinapur and maybe panchal but baki kisi ka bhi nahi hai so this is the main focus and aisa nahi hai ki 
there was no connection with the south at all there were uh, so if you read in the yuddha itself there were people from south in fact malaydwaj malaydwaj was from the was a pandya king he came to the war yeah and he also died in the war on the side of the uh, the pandavas so there are many such um, examples where we know that south was very much a part of uh, i mean was the the continuity of bharatvarsha about you know the homogeneous well i wouldn't say homogeneous the janpadas were all different but in this jambudweepa all of these were present and they were interacting and there were marriage associate associations between them they would help each other out in yuddha uh, whenever the when the rajsuya yagna happened right so in rajsuya yagna what happens so yudhishthira did the rajsuya yagna once he got established in indraprastha to usme kaise hota hai ki wohi raja rajsuya yagna kar sakta hai who has the allegiance of all the other kings of bharatvarsha so in that the four brothers yudhishthira is in indraprastha but the four brothers go in different direction arjun goes to the north sahadev comes to the uh, south भीम ईस्ट में जाते हैं नकुल वेस्ट में जाते हैं है ना तो साउथ में जाके क्या करते हैं ऑफकोर्स दे आर इंटरक्टिंग विद द किंग्स कहीं कहीं युद्ध हुआ कहीं कहीं द किंग्स एड नहीं ठीक है चलो वी विल एक्सेप्ट एंड वी गिव यू टैक्स एंड गिफ्ट एंड ऑल दैट एंड दे ऑल कम दे ऑल कम टू द राजन ऑफ युदेश्वर ओनली देन ही कैन बी कॉल्ड द चक्रवर्ती सो अच्छा नाउ अगेन इफ यू सी साउथ राइट चित्रांगदा अर्जुन की जो वन ऑफ द वाइफ ऑफ अर्जुन जिससे वो बबरू वाहन नामक बच्चा उनको पैदा हुआ दिस वॉज वेन ही वॉज ऑन इज ट्वेल्व ईयर जर्नी जब द्रौपदी और युधिष्ठिर थे और अर्जुन जो था ही वेंट इन टू द रूम तब वो उनका बीच जो भी पैक था तो ही वेंट ऑन अ ट्वेल्व ईयर पिलग्रमेज राइट तो ही गोज टू मणिपुर नाउ मणिपुर नाउ वी थिंक इट्स इन द ईस्ट बट महाभारत का जो मणिपुर है वो कलिंग के आगे है सो इट इज अ सी टाउन सी किंगडम बट कलिंग और नीचे जाके गोइंग टू वर्ड साउथ तो ये भी साउथ का रेफरेंस है उसका पिलग्रमेज है उसकी यात्रा है साउथ में ठीक है फिर इवन दुर्योधन की एक दुर्योधन की पत्नी जो है वो कलिंग से है सो देर वर मेनी सच रेफरेंसेज कनेक्टिंग द साउथ टू द नॉर्थ तो सो दैट वॉज वन ऑफ द रीजन नो नो समेर even from a narrative of us being one nation this is interesting because it's not as if india so to say in the current form is only a british concept as some people tell us we see this continuity we see the identification even in mahabharat even in ramayan ramayan to chalo we know ki wo lanka tak jata hai but even in mahabharat it is not as if it was a north indian story or south ka kuch lena dena nahi hai aisa nahi tha so this is one of the things then the other thing is uh, जैसे द्रौपदी की बात आप करो ठीक है तो द्रौपदी का जो कैरेक्टर शी इज अ वेरी इंडिपेंडेंट फियास्टी लेडी ऑल दैट इज देर जो हमको बी आर चोपड़ा महाभारत में भी पता चलता है बट समवेयर देर हैव बीन सर्टेन डायलॉग्स एट्रीब्यूटेड टू हर विच ऑलमोस्ट मेक इट साउंड एज एफ दिस लेडी वॉज लाइक फॉर एवर एंग्री फॉर एवर वॉन्टिंग रिवेंज एंड समहाउ वट एवर दुर्योधन और कर्ण डेड टू द्रौपदी वॉज जस्टिफाइड because she was this proud lady who showed them who had you know insulted them jaise wo andhe ka putra andha now andhe ka putra andha mahabharat mein kahi par bhi nahi hai she doesn't same andhe ka putra andha in fact wo kadachit maa thi bhi nahi to when the description comes of that uh, of that episode of duryodhan falling down draupadi is not even present there at least that is what we are told yeah in fact jab duryodhan wapas jata hai 
एंड ही इज वेरी अपसेट कि ऑलरेडी इज वेरी जलस कि इनके पास इतनी राज संपत्ति आ गई है वगैरह वगैरह एंड ही टेल्स धृतराष्ट्र की मेरा जी बहुत डर डर रहा है बिकॉज मैं गिरा और ये सब मुझ पर हंसे और जो हंसे उस पर वो द्रौपदी का नाम लेता है वो भी अंधे का पुत्र अंधा द्रौपदी ने कहा ऐसा नहीं कहता ठीक है सो दिस इज द अदर थिंग बिकॉज इन बी आर चुपरा महाभारत लिटरली युधिष्ठिर मेक्स द्रौपदी फील की अरे यू नो वॉट एवर है जो आगे होगा वो तुम्हारे कारण हो सकता है सो ये नहीं है द अदर थिंग अबाउट द्रौपदी वॉशिंग हर हेयर विद दुशासन ब्लड दैट मेक्स हर लुक एज अ वेरी कनिंग क्रूअल लेडी राइट ऐसा कौन करेगा ऑल सेड एंड डन एक मनुष्य भी ऐसा नहीं करना चाहिए सो इवन फ्रॉम दैट स्टैंड पॉइंट बट शी डू दैट वो मांगती भी नहीं है दुशासन का लहू वो ऐसे नहीं कहती है मेरे लिए दुशासन का लहू लेकर आओ सो दिस ट्विस्ट comes from an old Sanskrit play only. ऐसा नहीं है कि ये फिक्शन रिटेलिंग अभी होने लगे ऐसा नहीं है पिछले दो हजार सालों से हो रहा है और बहुत सारे जो संस्कृत नाट्य है उसमें उनके टाइम से चले आ रहे एब्सोल्यूटली तो वेणी समारंभ करके एक नाटक है खैर उसमें भी उसका भी ये ट्विस्ट है ठीक है तो वेणी समारंभ में द्रौपदी नहीं कहती है कि लहू से मेरे बाल बाल धो वॉटी से मैं मेरे बाल खुले रखूंगी और जब ही मेरे लिए जब तुम दुशासन का वध करोगे तभी ही मैं मेरे बाल बांधूंगी ठीक है सो शी इज नॉट टाइम अफ ये भी महाभारत में नहीं है ये भी कहीं नहीं है कि मैं मेरे बाल छुले खुले ही रखूंगी टेल यू किल दुशासन ठीक है बट वेणी समारोह में कैसे आता है कि जब भीम दुशासन को मार कर आता है और उसका लहू पीता है और दुर्योधन को भी मारता है तो उसके हाथ में लहू है ठीक है और वो आके कहता है कि मैं इस हाथ से मेरे लहू पूर्ण हाथ से तुम्हारी वेणी बांधूंगा ठीक है तो उसका थोड़ा सा ये करके ये आ गया है कि अच्छा उसने अपने बाल धोए दुशासन के खून से बट दैट इज ऑल्सो नॉट द केस द्रौपदी इज एक्चुअली अ वेरी स्ट्रॉन्ग बट ऑल्सो वेरी रूटेड एंड वेरी एथिकल कैरेक्टर इन महाभारत आप उसके डायलॉग्स देखो विथ युधिष्ठर विथ कृष्णा आप उसके सत्यभामा के साथ एक संवाद है वेर शी टॉक्स अबाउट हर रोल एज अ क्वीन ऑफ इंद्रप्रस्थ हम लोग द्रौपदी को केवल वनवास में या वो जब उसका वस्त्र हरण एपिसोड हुआ तभी देखते हैं बट द्रौपदी जब रानी थी वो बहुत सारे वर्ष इंद्रप्रस्थ में रहे बिफोर द होल द्यूत क्रीड़ा वॉज प्लेड तभी उसका क्या रोल था सो हाउ शी वॉज यू नो लाइक द चीफ एडमिन ऑफिसर सारे घर का एंड वेन आई से घर इट्स अ पैलेस राइट देर सो मेनी पीपल ईटिंग देर सो मेनी गेस्ट लाइक टेकिंग केयर ऑफ द एंटायर a palatial uh, administration was under her and she describes that so she is a character who is very strong and she speaks her mind but not always ki gussa aaya hai mujhe gussa aaya hai mera revenge aisa nahi hai so there is this i'll continue right now ek choti si baat bol deti hu is is baat pe so jab wo log vanvas mein hai aur they are having dialogues bhim bhi bolta hai ki nahi nahi hame ladai kar leni chahiye and draupadi is also saying she's like my heart pains aap panch bhaiyon ne कभी भी ऐसा कोई कार्य नहीं किया कि कि किसका आपने बुरा किया हो फिर आपके साथ ये हो ये गलत है और इसको हम केवल एक्सेप्ट करके बैठ जाए हमारे साथ ये जो अन्याय हुआ है ये हम केवल एक्सेप्ट करके बैठ जाए ये सही नहीं है एक राजा का धर्म है कि जिसे दंड देना है उसे दंड दे और जिसके साथ क्षमा जिसको क्षमा देना है उसे क्षमा दे ठीक है तो वो जब ये बोल रही है तो युधिष्ठिर इज ट्राइंग टू एक्सप्लेन टू हर की हाँ बात सही है पर क्षमा सबसे ज्यादा महत्वपूर्ण है एग्रेशन कैसे खराब है वगैरह वगैरह and then she tells him dekho you understand meri baat aap suno mujhe dukh ho raha hai seeing you in this situation aap panch bhaiyo ko aap log is tarike se van mein rehne ke ke aapko aise nahi rehna chahiye aap par aap aise reh rahe ho us baat ka mujhe dukh hai aur isliye main vilap kar rahi hu 
विलापयिष्यामि सुमनः तव निबोध में बोलती है मैं विलाप कर रही हूँ सुमनः आप शांति के मन से प्रसन्न मन से मेरी बात सुनो निबोध में सुमनः तव निबोध में ऐसे बोलती है वो कि हम तो बोलेंगे आपको सुनना भी पड़ेगा और सारे पांडव उसकी बात सुनते हैं जो भाव पांचों पतिया और कुंती सभी जो द्रौपदी को देते हैं दैट इज अनबिलीवेबल टुवर्ड्स द एंड जब कृष्ण की मृत्यु होती है और अर्जुन वासुदेव से मिलते हैं उनको पता चलता है कि ऐसे ऐसे हो गया है तो अर्जुन इज लाइक अब लगता है मुझे हमारे भी जाने का समय आ गया है क्योंकि कृष्ण हम पांच भाई और द्रौपदी वी आर लाइक अलग अलग शरीर में एक आत्मा अर्जुन की बहुत सारी पत्नियां हैं युधिष्ठिर की भी एक पत्नी है भीम की भी दो पत्नियां हैं इंक्लूडिंग हिडिम्बा नकुल सहदेव की भी है एक पत्नी सबकी केवल और केवल द्रौपदी है तो वो और किसी को ये नहीं कह रहे कि हम सब अलग अलग शरीरों में एक आत्मा है वो कहते हैं नहीं कृष्णा द्रौपदी और हम पांचों भाई अलग अलग शरीरों में एक आत्मा है तो ये भाव द्रौपदी का है तो उसका कैरेक्टर समझना आई थिंक आवश्यक है तो तो जो मैं गलत फहमी की बात कर रही थी दीज आर सम एग्जाम्पल देर आर मेनी मोर now i'm going to take some this question because it's relevant to the live viewership right now so rakshita ramachandra has asked this question why are tv so shows made so dramatic to fit the indian soap template aren't the makers of these shows responsible to not twist facts that much this is actually a very vital point ami because uh, look i've read the mahabharata so i i read vivek debroy geeta press and uh, i use some other bhandarkar uh, you know the bori translation so i usually when i do my research i use four five parallel translations but even i you know the moment i read the scripture i had a lot of anger about the tv show although <laughs> let me be on the record it was one of the greatest things to be done for the indian audiences i i will i will take it 100 times out of 100 but it does piss me off i won't lie it does piss you off when you realize अरे बाप रे इतने ग्लेरिंग एरर सो व्हाट डू यू मेक ऑफ इट सो व्हाट इज योर टेक सो व्हेन यू डिड योर स्टडी अमी एंड देन लुक वी ऑल ग्रू अप विद दिस राइट विद द रामायण एंड द महाभारत सो व्हाट वर योर फीलिंग्स अबाउट द टीवी शो अम इनिशियली इट वाज एंगर या तो जब मैंने दो तीन साल पहले महाभारत पढ़ा और वो आई थिंक 2016 17 की बात है एंड आई एम लाइक अरे ये तो उसमें था ही नहीं अरे ये क्या है अरे ये पर आई हैव टू से अगर बी आर चोपड़ा महाभारत नहीं होता तो आज जितने लोग महाभारत के विषय में जानते हैं वो भी शायद नहीं जानते गलत या सही इज वन थिंग भले ही गलत फहमी आए बट एटलीस्ट ओवरऑल तो है नहीं तो कुशल बी आर चोपड़ा को तो छोड़ दो हमारे कितने सारे घरों में क्या मान्यता है कि महाभारत मत पढ़ो रामायण पढ़ो महाभारत मत पढ़ो झगड़ा हो जाएगा घर पे और इसके कारण लोग एक्चुअली महाभारत नहीं दैट्स अ वेरी पर्टिकुलर नॉर्थ इंडियन थिंग राइट यू डोंट कीप महाभारत टेक्स्ट्स इन द हाउस इट गुजरातियों में भी मैंने सुना है so as so see i have heard this my parents had once told me yeah. a long long time ago you don't keep the mahabharata they say ghar mein kalesh hota hai i was like <laughs> usko main pakka rakhunga because <laughs> the nastik in me immediately was like damn i have to do it to prove everyone wrong so i kept <laughs> बट वही है ना महाभारत के लिए एक तो चलो गीता लोग फिर भी पढ़ते हैं बट वो कहते हैं इतिहास प्रदीप्ते ना मोघ आवरण घाती ना कि आपका इग्नोरेंस काटेगा ऐसा ये ग्रंथ महाभारत है उसको ही हम नहीं पढ़ते तो एटलीस्ट थैंक्स टू वी आर चुपड़ा महाभारत एटलीस्ट उतना तो लोगों को लगा कि नहीं नहीं पढ़ना चाहिए इंटरेस्ट भी आया आज कदाचित अगर बी आर चुपड़ा महाभारत नहीं होता तो 
ये बुक भी नहीं होती सो इन दैट सेंस आई एम ग्रेटफुल बट यूर राइट अगर उसको ऐसे नहीं दिखाते एंड इफ दे हैड बीन टू टू स्टोरी तो भी महाभारत वुड हैव बीन इक्वली इंटरेस्टिंग इट्स जस्ट दैट महाभारत में जो जो मेरा रीडिंग है द कैरेक्टर आर वेरी कंसिस्टेंट एवरी कैरेक्टर इज कंसिस्टेंट इन इट and then that doesn't probably doesn't create enough masala i don't know can't talk on behalf of vr uh, shukla mahabharat but wo log screen pe to likhte hai that they had consulted bori but they are not true to bori so there's something around that yeah yes yeah, so it's like they had consulted bori i guess uh, obviously when you're creating a television series you don't consult just one source mm-hmm. so you must have consulted multiple sources but i'm pretty convinced right look whether we like it or not think from a cinematic point of you know if draupadi says ande ka putra andha or draupadi says yo i need the blood to be put on my hair you get me that blood imagine how much cinema viewers would love that they'll be like you go girl <laughs> that kind of a thing yeah. so i get yeah. I, i guess it is naturally attractive from a cinema point of view that you know if draupadi just says i'm going to keep my hair open until and unless you don't defeat that bugger is so boring but if she says you bring me that blood i'm going to put that blood on my hair that makes for good cinema so don't you think most probably that is the reason they must have that is the reason in fact, in fact it's not just we are chura right as i said 2000 saalon se 2000 usse bhi adhik saalon se hamare kitne sare sanskrit natyakar hain unhone bhi ye kiya hai jaise hum ab shakuntala ki baat kare theek hai kalidas ki abhigyan shakuntala तो एक तो शाकुंतल जो नाटक है अभी क्या शाकुंतल इट्स अ ब्यूटीफुल नाटक बहुत ज्यादा रस है बहुत ज्यादा रोमांस है बहुत ज्यादा वीरह रस है ये सब है उसमें और अभिज्ञान शाकुंतल की जो कहानी है वो थोड़ी सी एक्चुअल शाकुंतल जो शकुंतला दुष्यंत भरत की जो कहानी महाभारत में दी है उसे थोड़ी हटके है टू मेक इट अ लॉर्ड टू मोर अपीलिंग टू द इमोशन ऑफ पीपल जबकि आप शकुंतला का कैरेक्टर कालिदा जो महाभारत में देखो शी इज दिस फाइस्टी लेडी वो जाती है ऑफकोर्स बहुत सारा उसमें वो द मिसिंग पार्ट इज नॉट शोन बिकॉज मे बी दे वॉन्ट टू इतना सारा बता दे तो वो खत्म नहीं होता बट द मिसिंग पार्ट इज नॉट शोन दैट मच पर वो जब दुष्यंत के दरबार में जाती है एंड शी सेज दिस इज योर सन और मैं तुम्हारी पत्नी हूँ आप एक्सेप्ट करो अच्छा पहली बात तो उनका गंधर्व विवाह हुआ है ठीक है तो गंधर्व विवाह इज लाइक लव मैरिज ऑफ टूडे मिया बीबी राजी तो क्या करेगा काजी उसकी वाली बात है कि तुम मैं राजी हो तो चलो हो गई शादी और दुष्यंत जब बोलता है कि नहीं नहीं मैं तुम्हें नहीं जानता तुम और मुझे तो तुम पर विश्वास ही नहीं है और तुम जो कह रहे हो कि तुम मेनका की बेटी हो वगैरह वगैरह मुझे तो मेनका पे भी भरोसा नहीं है तुम कहाँ के परिवार की हो मैं नहीं जानती तो वो कहती है अरे तुम क्या मेरे परिवार को कह रहे हो तुम तो राई का दाना हो मेरे सुमेरू जैसे परिवार के लिए और फिर वो कहती है कि कुछ कुछ लोग होते हैं ना वो सुअर जैसे होते हैं उनको केवल बुरा ही देखना होता है लोगों में तो कि तुम वो काम कर रहे हो आप सोचो दुष्यंत के दरबार में जाकर एक कन्या ऐसी बात इस भाव से कर रही है ठीक है सो दिस इज हाउ दैट कैरेक्टर इज तो उसको भी बट दिस कैरेक्टर को आपको और एक्सपैंड करना होगा थोड़ा सा वीरह रस होगा थोड़ा सा इमोशन ज्यादा होगा देर इट्स मोर अपीलिंग टू पब्लिक वेन दे वॉच इट राइट तो ये अभी का नहीं है ये पहले से चला रहा है इसलिए कहीं ना कहीं ये आवश्यक है महत्वपूर्ण है कि जब हम इतिहास की बात करें तो थोड़ा थोड़ा हमारे टेक्स्ट को भी साथ साथ पढ़ते जाएं एक्चुअली दैट इज दैट दे हैव डन इज यू नो इग्नाइटेड आर इंटरेस्ट टू रीड द टेक्स्ट फॉर व्हाट इट ऑलराइट नाउ नाउ आई वांट टू गेट इनटू सम ऑफ द स्पेसिफिक्स सो बिफोर दैट लुक द I don't want to in- reveal a lot that you've covered in the book because we need to book it khareedenge log so I'm not going to cover a lot was that was written in the book but 
but here's the thing now this is a you know ek lakh verses hai like it's a big big epic mahabharata is the you know the biggest poetry ever written in the history of the human race now when you were deciding okay this has to come in the book and this does not come in the book did you have a method in your head that you decide like how do you pick right i mean i was just thinking as i was reading your book the first thing that came to my head is how did she manage to decide i'm going to cover this not going to cover this so the, and did you have moments where i was like damn i wish i could cover both these and you had to exit uh, like leave a few things out did something of that sort happen तो इनफैक्ट अब क्या अभी भी व्हेन आई रीड अगेन मुझे लगता है यार कदाचित ये डाल देती तो ये थोड़ा और अच्छा होता ये डाल देती तो थोड़ा सा और इसको इसका कैरेक्टर बाहर आता बट ऑन द होल आई टेल यू हाउ आई वेंट अबाउट ठीक है तो महाभारत में एक लाख श्लोक है बट वो एक लाख श्लोक में बहुत सारे डिस्कोर्सेज हैं ठीक है पहली बात तो बहुत सारे भारतवंश के इस पांडव पांडव कौरव को छोड़कर पहले की कहानियां बहुत सारी है जैसे ययाति मेनका की कहानी है समुद्र मंथन की कहानी आती है गरुड़ की कहानी आती है ये सब बहुत सारी कहानियां आती है शुरुआत में ठीक है विच डिड नॉट हैव अ डायरेक्ट इम्पैक्ट ऑन द द स्टोरी ऑफ पांडव करो तो मैंने उसको तभी के आई पाउ दैट आउट फिर देर आर लॉट्स ऑफ डिस्कोर्सेज जैसे ये लोग जो तेरह साल का एक साल जो अज्ञातवास छोड़ के जो उनका बारह साल का दूसरा जो वनवास था उसमें वॉट हैपन्स इज दैट देर आर लॉट्स ऑफ डिस्कोर्सेज बिकॉज देर स्टेइंग इन फॉरेस्ट देर आर लॉट्स ऑफ ब्राह्मण्स हू कम टू विजिट दैम लॉट ऑफ ऋषिज हू कम टू विजिट दैम एंड एवरी ऋषि हू कम्स ही टेल्स अ स्टोरी ठीक है युधिष्ठिर विल हैव अ क्वेश्चन एंड देन दे विल रिस्पॉन्ड इन इन फॉर्म ऑफ अ स्टोरी और इन फॉर्म ऑफ अ डिस्कोर्स देन देर आर सो मेनी डिस्कोर्सेज बिटवीन डिफरेंट ऋषिज एंड धृतराष्ट्र सो ऑल दोज आई हैव not taken at least in this one there are a lot of fables which come about a couple i picked and i added but then i said chalo isme let's not go that way right now also parts of shanti parva and anushasan parva which are largely discourses again those i decided to keep out because they did not have a direct bearing on the storyline so to say so i tried to stick to those aspects which were some way directly related to the key characters of mahabharata and other things which you know which people have key questions about the kind of questions which come up so those were the ones uh, i tried to focus on like what was the extent of the war who and why and uh, where was mahabharat narrated then the character of draupadi what was the equation between krishna arjun dharmaraj so the other uh, usually not so understood character is yudhishthir uh, people think of him as a sissy very impotent very in, in competent who was you know only uh, who was just lucky to have brothers like the brothers he had and because of them he was what he was now if you uh, if you just take that one incident of him gambling away his wife that of course gives his character as such yeah he does look like somebody who has no control over himself and doesn't know what to do and he's always doesn't want to fight whatever whatever that should, that, that is how it's it comes across in the television but when you read the character of mahabharat how he dealt with people how he took decisions the reasons why he did certain things uh, in a certain way is very interesting not all the time can you uh, respond impulsively not all the time can you meet can you gratify your desires and needs instantly sometimes you have to wait sometimes you have to wait and watch and prepare yourself for the right moment to come 
when you know that once that comes and once you go in you will come back success successful so that that requires a lot of patience that requires a lot of clarity of thought and somewhere yudhishthir has it and you can see certain aspects in the book as well some examples that i've given with where that comes out pretty well i think so that's another character which i think we personally have a lot to learn from yudhishthir how to remain calm how to not react all the time not react impulsively and wait for the right time all right so one 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 particular part that i actually want to share um from the book that you talk about you mentioned the different types of marriages mentioned in 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 the mahabharata so so if i remember correctly we had let me look i have my notes there were eight right there was yeah. brahma deva arsha prajapatya gandharva asura asura however you want to rakshasa and pishacha now mm. the interesting bit is so, uh, so like when i i, I even remember uh, you know reading different scriptures even for that matter even the arthashastra talks about different kinds of you know anulom marriages pratilom marriages yeah. and and the list is endless they i mean this is just my observation as like the kind of obsession people had with marriage no wonder indians today are also obsessed with marriage we had to categorize every bloody marriage i was just like thinking about it today as like ye jo disease hai shaadi wala ye wahan se aata hai ye log itni shaadi se obsessed the us samay se ki ye log ne shaadi ko itna classify kar diya tha ki bhai tu isse shaadi karega to isko ye bulayenge ye isse shaadi karega to isko ye bulayenge ye usse shaadi karega but but what were your feelings when you were going through this like oh my yeah. god so many different kinds of marriages marriage is a marriage yaar इतना डिटेल में क्यों बता रहे हो बट वॉट वर योर फीलिंग उत्पत्ति so you need to have kids the foundation of a grahastha ashram was also on having kids even the rishis were grahasthas and they were all married right now as i understand the different kinds of marriages is that if you say today right unless and until you are registered somewhere a husband a man and woman staying together are still not considered necessarily married right but that was not the case then there could be different ways a man and woman come together and that would be legally um, uh, that would be legally sanctioned by in one of these categories it would fall and it would be sanctioned yeah which means that the role that a husband needs to pro uh, provide for a wife that had to be there aise chalo abhi he she is not my legal wife chhod do that didn't happen yeah and we see that in mahabharat as well we ek to gandharva vivah we saw shakuntala uh, uh, dushyant but that's not the only one there is hidimba hidimba comes and tells uh, bhim right ki i want to she tells uh, kunti that i want a son with your uh, uh, with your son so i i desire your son let me be with him let me spend time with him and hidimba is considered a wife of bhim although the wedding was not in the usual uh, royal way the weddings were right similarly ulupi ulupi goes to arjun and she says i am infatuated having seen you i desire you and arjun says oh no 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 but mai to jatra pe hu i cannot uh, i am bound by celibacy i cannot uh, encourage this and ulupi says no no you are bound by celibacy for draupadi mm hmm 
because this thing that uh, you entered you uh, you interfered in their privacy was related to draupadi and yudhishthir so it was your celibacy is limited to draupadi but for others you can still uh, go ahead and uh, you, you know you can still still have a relation with them that said even if it is wrong she says even if it is wrong by giving in to the desire of a woman you are actually doing a punya ka kaam so she says do not um harass me like this by uh, rejecting me accept me okay so ulupi also again they are not wedded in the legal way as in ki you know ajagna hua aur saath fer hue aisa kuch nahi hai this happens with others but in, not with ulupi but ulupi is considered as his wife even today when we talk of arjun's wife we wives we consider ulupi subhadra um, draupadi and chitrangada all of them though they were all married in different ways yeah so i think somehow we i see it as the society being a lot to more accepting of the different kinds of arrangements because eventually it is all about having babies or making babies yeah so that was important and this baby had to be given a name so if it is a legal marriage there is no baby who is not legal i think that's how i understood this so so it's very interesting so you know the indian legal system still has problems recognizing live in relationships and we are kind of having cases but uh, at least the ramayana ramayana and mahabharata at that time they fixed that problem so very interesting right. question somebody has asked they they've asked uh, what did you understand if polygamy was inherently a part of uh, sanatan dharma in that epoch or was it a trend only amongst the elites Uh, so I guess what they're saying is, what was the rule when it came to polygamy? Let's say from the point of view of the Mahabharata. So was were the kings allowed it, or or uh, or everybody was allowed it? I think um, I think there are verses which talk about ek patni vrata, which is good. But I think um, from Mahabharat, all these elites definitely had many wives. Yeah, all the kings and all of them, they definitely had many wives. uh how it how it was for others i don't think i can say so for example karna also had many wives he, uh, although he was not officially royalty he had many wives but for vidur we don't hear so vidur we hear about this one wife of his and no more yeah so uh, about sanjay we don't even know so based on mahabharat i can't say but then there are these other um, natyas uh, like say vasant sena So I remember this one ancient Sanskrit natak, Vasant Sena, the the protagonist of that. He was already married when he falls in love with Vasant Sena and again gets married to him. So he is not really a royal, but he is a commoner and he could also keep a wife like that. So I'm not sure if there were any injunctions around who could or could not have wives. I think um, it seems like it was not looked down upon. If you could afford, you could have a wife. अगर आप रख सकते हो तो रख सकते हो. Honestly, from a purely anthropological and evolutionary perspective, most polygamy rules, uh, or most of the times, polygamy happens in the elites of the society. Is like you said, they are the only ones who can afford it at that point of time. So, now uh, see, people never understand. So, scripture is not the one that is shaping the society. I always say this in my Patreon discussions too. The society. was basically a narrate the, the scripture was a narration of what there was around them in the society and then later on when people stopped writing scriptures the reverse process starts happening when you then you keep going to the scripture to understand what your society should be it, it's always like people were living 
language evolves script evolves and then we're like okay we need to come up with something where we write this stuff down you write it down it becomes religion or whatever you want to call it and then you live with a period of time and you keep repeating it but then suddenly in a country like india we stopped writing new scriptures i don't know why i guess it is just the abrahamization of the world and abrahamics were like ek book likhi hai bas ho gaya ab aur likhega thappad marunga and i was like hindus were like okay sir sorry no more books we wrote 100000 so we will not write 100001 and that's when hindus are now going back and being like mahabharat ne likha hai to yahi hona chahiye na ah that's not the hindu way we should keep on coming with new books but having said that this is a interesting question again somebody has asked they're like so the mahabharat just, had you know like can i give just one more example so sure. elite is a royal class is one thing but i can also think of rishis who had more than one wife So there yeah. are people like Vashesh who probably had one, but Yagne Valkya had two, right? But, but again, they were elites, right? They were elites, right? Elite That's why I said elites. But not the royalty elite. So initially, I meant the royalty elite, but not necessarily the royalty elite. Even others had. Oh, I believe the intellectual and the royalty elite in the society. Yeah. Basically, any kind of elites. See. any kind of elite in the society whether it's the intellectual elite or the 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 muscle, as they say, when it comes to the shatriya, right? So All that would be the muscle. Or, or or the businessmen, or yeah. even businessmen if they are extremely rich, right? So any kind of elite would happen. Right? It's common sense. यार जो आदमी गरीब हो से एक नहीं संभाली जा रही तुम उसको बोल रहे हो दस संभाले हो कहाँ से संभालेगा? So मतलब वो वो वाली बात हो जाती है. So this is an interesting question. Uh, somebody has asked, um, the should the Mahabharata be looked like a world war because I think Raja Bhagat was involved in one of the wars, and uh, they say his claim is it is Baghdad. So, should the Mahabharata be called an Indian war or a much larger war with much larger kingdoms? What's your view, based uh, on your reading of the Mahabharat? The uh, the geographical extent, as I understand, it definitely goes beyond the current boundaries of India. Yeah. so definitely it goes up to probably afghanistan parts of central asia yahan to wo jata hi hai ab wo baghdad tak jata hai ki nahi i don't know i i am not sure about whether uh, as it goes all the way up to iraq but it definitely goes up to present what we call say akhand bharat so to say yeah we also have we also have descriptions of uh, chin uh, be people of uh, chin tribe being a part of Uh, the some armies and stuff yeah so uh, i would still call it a bharatvarsha war because it is still mahabharat and that was the understanding of jambudvipa at that point so world war to i don't know bahut dur ki baat ho gayi aur actually aap keval yuddh ki baat kar rahe ho mahabharat is actually a lot more than just yuddh yeah. so how we understand itihas right so the definition of itihas is usually dharma artha kama moksha na upadesha samanvitam um पूर्वृत्तमेंट but what was the purpose of it the purpose was not just recording date wise kya kya hua the purpose was to leave the readers with some wisdom with which they could live their live their lives uh, on the lines of four pushups but four pushups jaane do but essentially how do 
how does the wisdom of the Smriti and Shruti, how does it boil down to actually living life? It is one thing to say, Acha, wisdom hai, understanding hai, ye virtues hai, vagere, vagere. but how do you actually live it? When you say truth, is truth just absolute or are there nuances to it? Is dharma just absolute or are there nuances to it? How does it work out in a real life? So that is, I think, the biggest learning from Mahabharat. And that is why understanding Mahabharat in its whatever original form we have today is very important. Otherwise, our takeaways will also get skewed. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so someone has asked, and, and obviously my views are very well known on this subject, but this podcast is not about me. It's about your book. So... Ami, what is your opinion about using the astronomical events in the Mahabharata to date it? And the same for other epics. You do touch upon it in, in, in a passing reference in the last couple of pages in your book. Yeah. So so tell me, Ami, what, what are your views on okay. the astronomical dating? So in Mahabharata, uh, there in the Adi Parva, this is, I think, not a part of Gori, but it is there in Gita Press and other versions. So I, I'll still tell you what it says. It says, uh, why have I... Uh, Vyaji narrates why he has written Mahabharata. So he says to document geography, history, genealogy, vagere, vagere, wisdom and all that. One of the things he says is also to document the positions of the nakshatra and the information about nakshatras. Okay, This is what is available in the Gita Press version. And throughout, we have lots of positions of nakshatras given. Yeah. Now, are those positions... Now, it can be that some of them come from the original text, actually what it was. There could be others which have, might have been interpolated. I don't know if there is a way to separate those two out. I'm not aware of that. But I think it's an interesting exercise if, if an attempt is made to see what the positions of the nakshatras are based on the original text we have, which is, I think a lot of people use the Bori critical version for it. And I think that's fair enough. So what comes out. That cannot be a, divis, a decisive uh, answer to the date. But it could be one of the ways to look at it. Let's see how interesting it is. Yeah? And then, of course, once it is corroborated with archaeology, linguistics, whatever other um, uh, fields which, they, which need to be justified in order to have a particular, let them all work together. So I find it very fascinating to see how the dates come out based on astronomy or nakshatra. Yeah. All right. Cool. So somebody has asked, uh, what is your take on Gandhari? Bolo, Gandhari ke baare mein kya vichar hai? What is my take on Gandhari? Uh, Gandhari is a very sorted woman. So that, the one thing I would like to add here, you know, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the character of Gandhari shown in B.R. Chopra Mahabharat, we all know, right? She, uh, because she also tied the blindfolds to her eyes. Now, um, throughout, she was probably the only voice of reason which told Duryodhan that what he was doing was wrong. She was the only one who probably pointed out to Dhritarashtra that what he was doing was wrong. So all this is there. Now then in B.R. Chopra Mahabharat, they show us that in the end, though, when all her sons pass, uh, are, are killed, uh, she calls Yudhishthira and says, Ki, uh, you come naked and I'll make your body of steel because of my tapasya. So this is not in Mahabharat, not in the version that I saw. Yeah? So that is not there. She's very consistent. Throughout, she sticks with the thing that uh, yato dharma tatho jaya. And she tells Duryodhana also that you are not on the path of dharma. Hence, I will not even give you Vijayashri. Because I don't agree that you are on the path of dharma. Yato dharma, tatho jaya. That is what she keeps saying. Yeah? 
so she is that lady who's very determined very firm knows what is right and wrong however i am not sure if the blindfolding decision and sticking to that blindfolding decision as the pivot of her life was necessarily a right decision we all make decisions of our lives lives based on certain pivots and come what may we just stick to those pivots it's easy it's very absolute it's easy ye kar diya hai to ye karna hai somehow she does that somehow uh, bhishma does that ye hai so i will just do it this way whatever be the situation doesn't matter now probably if she was not blindfolded would duryodhan have turned out different would she have a different role to play in his life because clearly being blindfolded she had become more dependent on the others she had to uh, believe what she was told her involvement in the upbringing of her kids might have been limited now this mahabharat doesn't tell us this i am saying based on what my, my understanding of what it is yeah so she was stuck to this pivot in her life and that pivot eventually led to the downfall and she's not the only reason but she did could she have done something different it it is only for us to guess but what she a bad lady no she knew what was right and wrong and whenever the time came whenever she had the chance she told dhritarashtra and duryodhan and everybody that what you're doing is wrong she tell she told dhritarashtra also many times that now you are lamenting that duryodhan is not listening to you and he wants the war पर आपको पहले ही उनको रेनन करना चाहिए था पहले से यू शुड हैव टेकन केयर ऑफ इट बट व्हाई धृतराष्ट्र व्हाट वर यू डूइंग आई वुड आस्क इफ गांधारी वाज इन फ्रंट ऑफ मी आई वुड आस्क हर व्हाई इट हैड टू बी धृतराष्ट्र यू वर द मदर राइट शकुनी आल्सो वाज योर ब्रदर ऑफ कोर्स शकुनीज एनवायरमेंट जो बीआर मार्क बीआर शुक्रा में दिखाते हैं इट्स नॉट दैट मच इन द एक्चुअल महाभारत इट्स इट्स मोर इन द बीआर शुक्रा महाभारत बट स्टिल राइट शी कुड हैव टेकन अ स्टैंड व्हाई डिड इट हैव टू बी ओनली धृतराष्ट्र so i think somewhere the blindfolds did handicap her in the upbringing of a son maybe duryodhan might have been different if that wasn't the case so that's my view on that <laughs> somebody has just asked this question ami ji are you on team arjuna or team karna yato dharma tato jaya where was jaya where was victory that's where i am <laughs> okay, i'll be very honest uh, i i will never deny this i am a open open unabashed fan of karna i have always been an open unabashed fan of karna not that i have anything against arjuna so karna fan here open open fan of karna i i have many problems with what uh, what he has done but the point is i i found that character in the mahabharata to be absolutely fascinating yeah. but but this is a good question what are the characters of the mahabharata that you admired the most in your study okay so i'll just go back to the current part uh, uh, very uh, very quickly and then we come back yeah so a lot of heroism of karn is usually based i'm not saying kushal ka ye view hai but mostly it's based on because he was discriminated against he was a victim that's what we are made to do we are made to understand now is that the case i don't know yeah and i would say read the book there's a chapter on karn and it comes up in a lot of places to understand why i am saying so but i'll leave you with a couple of uh, data points here yeah was he really that was he really caste discriminated not sure because he is called a suta a suta is actually a mixed jati mixed jati of whom kshatriya mother and a brahman father yeah um 
सॉरी क्षत्रिय फादर एंड अ ब्राह्मण मदर एंड आई हैव टू जस्ट देस बिन एन एरर इन दिस एडिशन वेर आई सेड इट उल्टा सो जस्ट मेक अ नोट ऑफ इट इट्स ऑन पेज सेवेंटीन वी हैव ऑलरेडी करेक्टेड इट एंड quickly it will reflect it the kindle and the other uh, publication other printings as well but a kshatriya father and a brahmin mother yeah so in that sense it is not really the oppressed lower caste or anything like that and apart from that one incident where bhim says are initially when you know he when karna gate crashes into uh, the ceremony the graduation ceremony so to say of the pandavas and kauravas where karkarn great gate crashes and he was very upset because karn suddenly comes and says dwandva michami arjun ne sahat dwandva michami i wish to fight with arjun are kyu bhai aap ek to gate crash kar rahe ho so at that time bhim is upset and he says are you are a suta go and ride a chariot but the thing is in mahabharat were sutas only riding chariot no 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 there are lots of suta uh, uh, of uh, kingdoms yeah kichak the one who was a commander of the virat army yeah he is a suta so there are lots of sutas who are actually charioteers also and driving a chariot is not really a low end job so to say yeah that is why krishna became the sarathi of arjun the importance of sarathi comes out over there but anyways they were historians they were bards lots of um, lots of kekaya the kekaya families lots of them were sut families as well because it is kshatriya uh, father and brahmin mother yeah so karna also does vedic chanting and all of it so he is not really the victim that he is considered to be from a caste perspective the other thing very common very well known incident that uh, karna was not a drona dronacharya student in fact karna wanted to come to dronacharya and dronacharya said nahi nahi i won't teach you because you are not a kshatriya again not true karna is actually a student of dronacharya and you will see that is this in every version beat ganguly version beat geeta press beat bori critical edition sabme ye hai he is actually a student of dronacharya but dronacharya does refuse when when karna says i want to learn the brahmastra so dronacharya says no no i can't teach you the brahmastra and he hasn't taught the brahmastra to anybody but karna says nahi mere ko to sikhna hai i have decided mujhe sikhna hai so i will go to others so dronacharya says go and the whole parshuram episode happens yeah so just these two things and then about the character of karna per se i i would say check out the 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 chapter on uh, the friendship that dude the friendship on all right i'm going to share this question on the screen so that it's easy for us to read so sudindra is gandhari says yatho krishna tatho dharma yatho dharma tatho jaya whereas vyasa advises dhritarashtra yatho dharma tatho krishna yatho krishna tatha tatho jaya your take on the exchange of krishna and dharma exchange no it just means that krishna stands for for dharma and wherever there is krishna there will be jaya so it is basically yatho dharma tatho jaya just they have said because krishna um now my take is that a lot of uh, uh, krishna bhakti might have been a later day addition and bori actually takes out a lot of stutis which are there in the other versions yeah now i'm saying this with complete shraddha and bhakti in krishna i think i i feel very close to krishna but i do think that some of this might have been a later day edition where krishna had acquired that avatar would have acquired that um, devata rupya but that apart why is krishna dharma krishna is dharma because krishna knows what should be done when and that is why he is with dharma his advices are such 
which will eventually lead to the sustainable society of course it leads to war that's a different thing but that is not because of his advice so to say yeah so krishna is a, a manifestation of that yogastha buddhi that allows us to decide what is right and wrong and in our scriptures our world view it is not always black and white it is not always it's not always absolute there will be some circumstances sometimes it will be lot more contextual and somehow krishna had that thing so for example gandhari is stuck to one thing bhishma is stuck to one thing yeah but krishna knows when it is important to stick when it is not important to stick when do you have to let go when do you have to hold on to it yeah the other person like that is vidur who has absolutely clear thinking and that is why eventually they also say that yudhishthir was a putra of dharma but vidur was actually a dharma avatar so we we call krishna as vishnu avatar and yudhishthir uh, vidur is actually called a dharma avatar yeah so that is why krishna is associated with dharma i i might have said a story but i'll keep it skip for now yeah so okay i'm going to start taking all the questions from the live audience now somebody has asked don't you think our education system is responsible for parents not somehow introducing children to our cultural scriptures read school books only so i guess what they're saying is why why do average hindu families not introduce their kids to these scriptures uh, and this is where i believe that ramayan and mahabharat series was such a royal service to the indian yes. society because uh, lazy hindu parents would not have read these scriptures to their kids at least tv dekh ke bhale usme fake stories aa gayi but kuch kuch aaya kuch to mila yeah so what are your views on it do you think uh, do you think there is a value in parents actually sitting down with their children and going through these pages of these scriptures and narrating the stories to them and giving them uh, a context in that hmm. sense okay so um i think ekdam chote bachche ho na to unke liye to panchatantra makes a lot more sense yeah then characters like hanuman the exploits of bhima that i think that makes a lot more sense because understanding ramayana and mahabharat as a storyline is fine but there are so many nuances to it that a child may not understand it is still important to give exposure so we as a kid i remember my dadi and nani and nana talking about krishna stories talking about hanuman and stuff so i think that has to come doesn't always have to be parents it could be anybody in the family who does that yeah choose and uh, choose what you want to talk about it is important for us to start developing a dharmic world view right from the small from the younger age now what i believe is pehle ka jo hua wo chodo theek hai we can blame our parents or everybody for anything and everything they had their own reasons they had their own constraints whatever they did they thought it was in our favor yeah to wo jaane do what are we doing unhone kuch bhi kiya hum log kahan se shuru karte hain ye hame dekhna hai can we start that education school mein nahi hai doesn't matter can we take some time out forget kids can we start learning and reading and engaging in some of this and a lot of people are doing it now i remember when i was in uh, i was in hong kong for a few years working and um, i had parents who would reach out to me and while i can't claim to be a sanskrit expert it is like andho mein kana raja yeah so i knew little, little more than others so the parents reached out to me to teach sanskrit to their kids in hong kong so i had students from 70 to 7 uh, years to 70 years so you see that there is interest definite interest coming dheere hoga kuch bhi hoga but i think the initiative this this generation parents can start taking for themselves and for the kids all right so uh, okay somebody has asked uh, why did the kauravas go to swarga 
what was the logic behind it hmm. okay um i i say this answer for pishla wale question reh gaya i'll come to that as well so why did kaurav go to um, swarga now the answer for that has to be seen in the larger context of the the dharma shastras yeah you see that in uh, ramayana as well you see that in mahabharata as well and it's given in manusmriti as well what it says is if somebody errs and if that person is given punishment to wo cancel ho jata hai so because we believe in the karma siddhanta right so if you have lived your karma phala then you are cleansed of it okay so now whatever else uh, the description which people in mahabharat or uh, they might give uh, is one thing yeah but the karma phala that the kauravas gay uh, the karma uh, which they they accumulated because of their ahankar because for throwing the entire bharatvarsha into war was cleansed by their defeat was cleansed by their killing at the hands of the pandavas so justice was established now when the justice was justice was established the karma is taken care of yeah probably that was the reason they went to swarga and you see this not just in uh, mahabharata you see this in ramayana as well uh, the uh, there are instructions for the king that if somebody does wrong you must punish that person because if you don't punish that person uska paap aapko lagega but if you punish that person and the person lives through the punishment then he is cleansed of the karma baggage that is the usual uh, shastric injunction that i have seen so that might be the reason to mahabharata now when sk manjul basically did the excavations they found similar ware and pottery around that area and the date for that now according to them has to be pushed further back by at least like 300 to 500 years even before bibilas did by the way there is a lot of debate on that so to make any formative statement on that is very hard but you want to add something on this ami i just had to share the entire archaeological no, i think that's fine i would i would go with your knowledge on this yeah, yeah uh, so Kishore, that, that... I have a question which i think i missed because i was asked, answering about about my favorite sure character. yeah so i again in very short uh, i'll just take this in very short i think every character in mahabharat is very very interesting in its own uh, way including duryodhan including karn i think mahabharat is a very interesting play of psychological um, uh, uh about different kinds of psychological manifestations in people about their dealings and all that uh, most characters are usually analyzed and all that i think kunti is one character which needs more attention i think she was also very strong character like duryodhana uh, like like yudhishthir as well yeah so i think every character is uh, very interesting and i actually don't have any favorites after reading the text i don't have any favorites i think at some point maybe i really like krishna and arjun everybody likes arjun that in that sense i had a soft corner for karna as well but after being a little more going a little more into the text i think every character is very fascinating in their own sense All right. So, okay. What is this question? Let me see. Mm, what does Bori have to say about 
is it ashtakale or sashte kale i don't know ashtakale i don't yeah uh, what does uh, bori, bori have to say bori is only in sanskrit yeah bori does not have its own translation so okay. bori just says shastikal i mean the oh. bori is a sanskrit thing which says shastikal all right cool 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 um okay why was draupadi shared by the pandavas do you think is an it is an act of misogyny asks shreyans patel is polygamy an act of and uh, miso- misandry or whatever uh, whatever one, misogyny ha huh, or so um uh, i'll tell you the reason behind this yeah so usually we think of yudhishthir as um sissy impotent incompetent all of that but actually yudhishthir is a very pragmatic person one yeah now mahabharat goes at quite a length to justify why this is right okay they have this whole background story of previous birth and stuff which is one way to look at it it was mainly to convince drupad because this was not a very common practice it was not a common practice in those days as well that one lady has more than uh, one husband yeah but what happened so when draupadi came ek baat to chalo kunti said ki share kar lo that's 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 different but when draupadi sat there and they had to decide so it was either yudhishthir who could marry draupadi because he was the eldest brother yeah or it was arjun who could marry her because uh, he had won her now arjun is like no no i can't marry her because uh, you are the elder brother i can't marry before you and yudhishthir is not sure if he should marry because actually the parakram had been done by um, uh, arjun okay now at that point draupadi is sitting there kunti is sitting there and these five uh, pandavas are sitting there and they are all looking at each other and looking at uh, uh, draupadi okay and the description is given that uh, draupadi drashtwa so having seen draupadi what happens all the pandavas some uh, some pramatha some pramathya indriya grama they are their all their senses are agitated because draupadi is this extremely beautiful extremely desirable woman yeah and all of them have liked her now interestingly draupadi has nothing to and and hence what yudhishthir does he looks at everybody thinks for a bit and she says sarvesham bharya bhavishyasi draupadi sarvesham bharya bhavishyasi she will become a wife to all of us okay now draupadi is not a weakling she speaks her mind when she has to yeah even in the court of hastinapur in that situation she is talking about whether it's right is it in line with dharma whatever is happening to be her so she is a very strong lady she doesn't say a word she happily accepts which means it was she did not dissent she did, was not against it she was okay with it and all the brothers were okay with it yeah and then when uh, drupad is told about it drupad comes to know that it's the pandavas who won draupadi he always wanted arjun to marry draupadi so he was happy that okay chalo ye hai but when he learns that all the five are going to marry her he says are what are you doing my daughter will fall into pap if you all marry her this is never seen anywhere and yudhishthir says something very interesting he says ek to aisa nahi hai that there are no examples there are examples uh he talks about a woman named jatila who was married to uh, a brothers to a, uh, to some brothers there are a couple of couple of examples he brings out from the shastras and he says this has happened so it is not it is uncommon but it is not forbidden yeah it is uncommon but it is not forbidden 
the other thing he says is very interesting he says my intuition will not be wrong so i will i have always spoken the truth i have always thought about dharma that's where my buddhi is so if my intuition is telling me this it should be right now it looks as if it's a bragging right are ye kya tumko lagta hai matlab ho gaya kya theek hai but when you understand the character of yudhishthir the kind of clarity with which he has and this happens when somebody is deep into yogastha buddhi so they say when you are expert in yoga or and i don't mean asana yeah i mean the yoga satchitta vritti nirodha when that is achieved when you have that complete control over mind it invokes a ritambara pragna mahabharata is not saying that patanjali yoga sutra says that that invokes a ritambara pragna ritambara pragna is that intuitive intellect which will guide you towards the right direction and we are told that somehow yudhishthir has it and hence if he is intuitively okay with it ideally he would be uncomfortable with it sharing his wife with his brothers right but he thinks it's fine and that was probably the best decision taken by yudhishthir in the interest of the pandavas and that is why he could be what he is yeah and except for karn who once called her bandiki which is prostitute nobody else ever looked down upon uh, uh, draupadi they all accepted this arrangement they all accepted her and as i said arjun eventually says that draupadi us and krishna we are like uh, six uh, we, we are like one atma into all our bodies yeah into different bodies so uh, that's how it is right or wrong i am nobody to judge but was it right for pandavas yes was it right for draupadi where she never opposes it she is very happy with the uh, with the uh, it seems like throughout there is not once where draupadi says ki mere sath aise kyu hua because she does lament about things she wants to lament about yeah as i told you vilapishyami i will lament i will uh, talk what i want to say so she can but about this she has never spoken she takes care of all the pandavas she also has sons with her So All right. So, 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 someone's question is her views on the violations of Yudhaniti during the battle, which makes the reader wonder if the Pandavas were truly righteous by the end. Okay. So, um, I would say for this, uh, it would be interesting to read uh, what Krishna has always explained, because it is not as if this question is raised by us now. This question was raised on the battlefield itself. by many different people duryodhan talks about it balram talks about it karna talks about it he's like are you are going against dharma yeah they all talk about it so it is not as if this question is raised now this question was raised then as well but what uh, karna uh, what, what krishna says is only those who have lived their life in accordance with dharma can claim to have a right on how they are, they should be dealt with yeah also it is not as if only pandavas had broken the rules aisa nahi tha hai na abhimanyu he was 16 years old six big warriors duryodhan karna dronacharya all of them they attacked him they shouldn't have right they killed him and somewhere that was it you break a rule you don't care about it you get your bhabhi in the middle of the sabha in murder of the rajya sabha and you try to violate her you try to make her nagna you call her bandiki all that is dharma on what basis can anybody claim righteousness or unrighteousness when you are in a war you have to then win and you play like your opposition uh, your opposition uh, your 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 opponents do right 
the opponents have not thought about dharma where does this come and he and that is not it it's not about just breaking the rules yeah so when the duryodhan thing happens when duryodhan ke jang pe bhim hits and everybody says oh it's against law krishna says remember the pledge with bhim took in the rajya sabha in that dyut krida bhavan yeah he said i will break this thigh of yours where was he when was he going to break that thigh so if he has taken the pledge he has to be true to it right and the only chance he can be true to it is here and duryodhan was aware of the pledge so if you are aware of the pledge you don't jump uh, jump too high uh, to give your opponent a chance to fulfill his pledge you did that clearly you lost yeah now if somebody is in that absolutist sense ki are kyu thoda aapke sath kuch bhi ho aapko to rules follow karna hai then of course if it is so black and white one might not find it correct but on the other side uh, actually it is the same kind of mindset which says oh terrorists have human rights oh terrorists are uh, master ka beta uh, mathematics se master ka beta hence he has human rights and hence he shouldn't be punished wo kuch bhi kare but everybody else should follow rules yeah so this is the same mindset now depending on where you stand on the terrorist question this is exactly where mahabharat is with respect to the kavras and pandavas in the war all right. that's that fighting all right so someone's uh, written krishna vidur yudhishthir and bhishma who knows dharma better and behave accordingly according to you i guess krishna so whose explanation or uh, kiski neeti and understanding of dharma i guess was the best as far as you are concerned when you read the mahabharata yeah krishna of course right because krishna is the role of krishna is is like a mentor who actually is like the buddhi so uh, gita mein there is this very uh, the the famous picture of gita is arjun standing on the rath and uh, krishna being the sarthi and in katha upanishad there is think comes that buddhi to sarthi thi that our body we are like a rath the horses are the indriyas our senses they go everywhere basically we do whatever our senses desire yeah they go everywhere the man the mind is the rein which which is supposed to hold it now if your buddhi is not proper or the sarthi is not well trained he will not be able to control the horses and they'll run wherever they want yeah your man will be very loose not under your control and run wherever they want hence your buddhi your intellect your pragna has to be the sarthi and uh, krishna is that sarthi he is yogeshwar yeah even gita tells us he is yogeshwar he is expounded the gita so his understanding of dharma is the best not only in the sense of understanding shastra because frankly bhishma understands dharma his entire discourse in shanti parva very clearly says what is an exception apad dharma which is an apad dharma situation what is dharma what is adharma he is very clear he knows that probably i mean he doesn't say it but he knows duryodhan is on the side of adharma he still fights because he is his pivot in life this is uh, his adherence to the throne right? so while he knows it his action doesn't necessarily show it vidur is very interesting yeah vidur also has complete understanding of dharma the the parts of gita a lot of parts of gita you find it in many places in mahabharat gita mein they all come together but you find it in many places kuch kuch shlok mein the same thing has been given so vidur also understands and vidur is also someone i believe who's lived his life according now his sphere of influence was limited he was not a warrior but when he agreed with dhritarashtra he said it 
when he did not agree with Dhritarashtra, he said that as well. He put his foot down and said, Nay, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with what's happening in this Kira Bhavan, Adyut Kira Bhavan. I don't agree with his decision for what. Yeah. So at least he's being true to himself in whatever is his sphere of influence. So and, and that's why, yeah. So the eventual uh, symbolism is that, right? That Krishna, of course, is Yogeshwar. So beyond league of everybody. But uh, Vidur is actually Dharma, not even Dharma Putra. He's Dharma. Yeah. Now, talking a little bit about Krishna, which I don't I haven't uh, given here. What is this Buddhi? What is this Krishna, Krishna Buddhi, Vishnu Mati that we talk about, right? So ideally, for a Kshatriya running away from the battlefield, I'm just taking one example. For a Kshatriya running away from the battlefield is supposed to be the biggest shame. But still Krishna ran away. Even Aaj, we call him Ranchod Rai. So in lots of Gujarati families, we have bhajans also where he's called Ranachod Rai. Ranchod, Ranachod means the one who ran away from the battlefield. Yeah, but he did. Why? Because he knew there is no way staying in Mathura, they could live a happy, a peaceful life as long as Jarasandh was arrived. And they were not strong enough to take on Jarasandh. They weren't. He knew that. So he, they tried, they tried, but eventually he said, Chodo yaar. We'll live another, if we live another day, we can tackle him. So let's live another day, day, wait for the right time and we'll come back. That is somewhere also the quality which, uh, Dhritra, uh, which uh, uh, Yudhishthir has. So that is Vishnumati. And that's how, that's why, I mean, yeah, I think I've answered the question. So. All right. So I think we have touched upon this. Uh, person has asked two questions here. In popular belief and also known in the TV series, Karnakal Draupadi in quotes, a whore when Yudhishthir yeah. lost her in the Bandhi. chess game. Yeah. So was that true? And also yes. Eklavya was killed by Krishna so that he could be reincarnated as Drishta Dumna to avenge uh, the injustice of Dronacharya. Um, so the Bandhiki point is correct. Uh, Karna calls Draupadi Bandhiki. Karna is also the one who suggests the her uh, uh, Yeah. So yes, that is true. Uh, Krishna kills Ekalavya is true. But the reincarnation bit into Drishtadrumya, I doubt because, uh, uh, yeah, this part I'm not aware of. Yeah, there is no, at least in Mahabharata, there is no connection between Ekalavya and Drishtadrumya. Uh, Krishna kills Ekalavya because Ekalavya is actually on Jarasang's side and uh, they attack, I think, when Jarasang is killed or something. Uh, Ekalavya, who's a part who is, who's actually a Nishadraj. Uh, he is uh, aligned with uh, Jarasang and they attack him and that's where Krishna kills him. The reincarnation part, I'm not, not that I've heard of. All right. So, so Nachiket has asked this question. Uh, I He's asked two questions, so I'll take both of them. I think Bhishma followed his dharma. First is a comment, except the Draupadi issue. Is Mahabharata telling us to be pragmatic like Krishna without blindly following dharma? Also, mm -hmm. why didn't Krishna prevent the destruction of the Yaduvas? Yadavas, I guess. Okay. Uh, I'll take the last one first. Yeah. Why didn't Krishna avoid the uh, destruction of uh, Yadavas? Uh, in Gita, Bhagavad Gita, agar aapne padhi hai, it's like 700 plus shlokas. Yeah. Krishna goes on and on and on about what Arjun should do, how should he do, why should he do, da 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 da. Then in that 700 ki baat ka shlok, he says, Now I've told you. Everything. Iti guyatam akhyatam. I've told you everything. All the secrets and everything I've told you. Now, yatha echasi tatha puru. Now, you do as you must. Because the karma is for you to own. In 
um, Sanatan Dharma, there is nobody who can live our sins. Yeah? Nobody will salvage us just because we believe in them or we have to uh, live through whatever is the karma fala of it. Yeah? So he tells all this to Arjun and then he says, now you do what you want. Why should it be any different with Yadavas? There is one thing where uh, Gandhari um, curses uh, Krishna. He say, she says that you, your clan will also see the destruction. Yeah? And he smiles. He says the Yadavas have become a lot arrogant for their own good. So at some point, it's a circle, right? A civilization rises, a civilization falls. They will also go away. They will, they will uh, live through their karma phala. I am not here to change anybody's karma or karma phala. I'm here to direct and guide and mentor. And that's the role he has played. So why should he stop any happening? Karma Siddhanta cannot be... Uh, the learning is this, right? Karma Siddhanta is ab absolute in that sense. Yeah? How that karma, good or bad, can still be contextual. But the fun you get out of it is definitely going to happen. That is the underlying principle of Karma Siddhanta. So you live through your karma phala, Yadav lived through their karma phala, and so did everybody else in Mahabharata. That is what 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 is the uh, underlying theme? Dharmo rakshati rakshataha. One who lives by dharma, dharma will protect them. One who doesn't, dharma hanti. One who does not live by it will be thrown out. This is the entire learning from Mahabharata. All right. So now. Okay, th this one, I'm just going to answer this. Uh, what about Divya Astras? Did they exist? What does your research say? Oh, my brother. I'm talking nuclear weapon in Mahabharata time. Pe. There is something called testing. Oh, bus kar do. Oh, bus kar do. Not nuclear weapon. Radiation testing. Hoti hai. Oh, bus kar do. इतने इतने एलसीडी मत बनो यार मतलब बस कर दो यार कुछ तो इज्जत करो चार वाक पॉडकास्ट पे हो ओ गॉड मतलब क्या है ये क्या हो रहा है मेरी लाइफ में लेकिन दिव्यास्त्र रियल है नेक्स्ट क्या बोलने वाले हम लोग क्या रियल है आई आई रिफ्यूज टू टेक दिस क्वेश्चन आई हैड टू डू दिस ओके ओ गॉड all right. What do you think of Sri Krishna saying tradition and thought must change with time to Bhishma and convince him to let go of his oath? What are your thoughts? Did they really happen? Not aware. I don't oh. think Krishna tried to convince Bhishma at all. You know, Krishna is a very interesting character. Humko somehow, he's always kootniti mein, hamesha galat dimaag chala rahe hai, hamesha masti mein hai. Aisa nahi hai. Krishna... If we call him Yogastha Buddhi, okay? Krishna knows his limits. Krishna knows what is right. Krishna knows what is not right. He has the reverence for Bhishma, for his age, for his wisdom, also for sticking by his oath for what he did. Now, was it the absolute way to go? Maybe not. Yeah. But it, as far as I remember, Krishna has never tried to change uh, uh, Bhishma's position. In fact, when you are in the when you are in the house, and Bhishma, uh, Bhim is like, no, 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 tera, in many situations, uh, 13 years is like 13 days. We've done 13 days. We've also done 13 months. So now let's go and fight. Yeah? And Yudhishthir says that, I understand where you're coming from. However, remember that if a war is to happen now, 
all these people who have who are in the court of Dhritarashtra will be on Duryodhan's side, come what may. They are not going to fight on our side. Hence, we need to first prepare before we go and fight. Yeah. So this is no. So nobody has tried to change uh, Bhishma's thought, as far as I know. Now Mahabharat is so huge. One lakh shlok. Maybe there is something else missing. But this I don't know. So I will concede that. Oh, all right. Now I'm going to take this question. Uh, okay, I think you do touch about this uh, in in the book too. So, so the question is, with cycles of yoga repeating every time, what do you think would have happened in some earlier cycle of a yoga? I don't know. I mean, uh, I let Ami decide. She's not a mind reader, I guess. Would Mahabharata have happened? Have you touched these aspects on some point of time? I think they are going into an inception oh, mode yeah. right now. Uh, I'll tell you where I'm coming from. Okay, so there are lots of ways Mahabharata is understood and read and all that. my view was more at the laukik level without getting into yugas without getting into all of that yeah. because i feel that there is a purpose to the story right as i said before itihasa pradipte do bhogavarna ghati the ignorance has to go the wisdom has to go so i did not get into the other aspects of it the yuga rusa i didn't get into it there are others who might be interested my focus was hence main on the story line from understanding the characters bringing a consistency in the characters as mahabharat has told us and talk about it. so i haven't touched upon that nor have i really done any study in that all right this question i'm sharing it on the screen it's a good question uh, is there a puritanical trend to interpret the mahabharata and even ramayana in a narrow way for example removing the bad things the good do it's a good question um uh, ravi ji um i don't know if there is removing of bad or good yeah so for example when we see uh, mahabharat at least the versions we have yeah at least the versions we have and i am assuming they are what they are whatever rule breaking was done by pandavas for kauravas it is mentioned we look at it there might be people who say ye sahi hai there might be others who say ye sahi nahi hai but it is there yeah going back to ramayan the killing of vali which is very controversial it is there people have different views of saying are nahi nahi maybe people justify it in different ways that is one thing yeah so is there a uh, uh, actually what you say i uh, how do i say this so for example there are certain uh, uh, shastras or certain literature which has come about in the bhakti time yeah i think a lot of those uh, works i think have this i have seen this trend in that yeah to not ascribe anything bad to say ram or not ascribe in anything bad to krishna i think there has been a bit of that but in the original ramayan valmiki ramayan that we have or the or the gori or gita press edition of uh, vyas rachit mahabharat that we have it is not there but there are works based on that where it might have happened and not it not it might it has happened because somewhere you want to see your ishta devta in the perfect form and i would say it is not whether the ishta devta was perfect or not he might actually have his reasons for doing that but somehow you want to uh, exa- uh explain it to yourself and maybe it's the time it's the need of the time so again every shastra is also as kushal was saying right it is not as if the scriptures define the society but a lot of times the society defines the scriptures so that might have also led to a certain kind of uh, works that were created in certain period yeah but the original ones have intact what they have all right 
Okay, Ami, I guess uh, we've taken all the questions. So before we wrap things up, are there any last things that you want to say? Uh, go for it. Um, no, I think I'm just happy. I love the questions. Mahabharat is a topic we can talk about. Kitna hi ghante tak. I think um, that, oh, yeah. that's why that's why also it was so interesting to me to talk about it and um, write about it. So I would say do give uh, this book a read. Those who have read the Mahabharat might know a lot of things that have already happened. So from you, I would love to hear um, if I could have done anything in a different way. If there are aspects, you know, I, this is my first book, so that might there could have been some errors here and there. One I told you, others we've used, hopefully taken care of. Do let me know, and I just hope. Um, you all like the book so give it a read thank you so much all right guys uh time to wrap today's discussion up but before we wrap it up i want to uh, thank ami for writing this book i think she has done a, a brilliant job in writing this book it's it, she has picked the stories very interestingly in fact what i loved about this is uh, i'm not going to share the stories but in fact in my notes for for the book i'll tell you so there were two particular cases right there was a case of vidura talking about uh you know a particular uh, moral ethical way of living your life and then there is the other story where i think it was kaushika right uh, ami yeah. yeah rishi kaushika and the Rishnabhi nuance of dharma and yeah nuance of dharma and truth now anybody who comes to my ramayana sessions where i'm a student of philosophy so i always look at moral and ethics in every story whether it's old books new books whatever and i always uh, you know the western mind or the abrahamic mind always likes to nail things down that okay this is utilitarian this is consequentialist this is deontological this is teleological this is x this is y now the beauty of indian scriptures is that sometimes they are utilitarian sometimes they are uh, consequentialist and even within a scripture you'll see contradictions which for me at least as a student who likes to study religion not from the lens of a believer from the lens of a person just looking at ancient people who just uh, to me these were ancient people who wrote these books i don't see any divinity in them i don't mean to say that you have to agree with me you could think these are divine beings writing these things but to me that is the one thing that i love about these texts i think the ramayana the mahabharata the bhagavad gita or uh, or even the upanishads these are fascinating texts and they showcase how ancient human beings think so as far as i'm concerned ami has done a beautiful job in this particular book of taking out the the beautiful aspects and sometimes even the contradictory aspects within the mahabharata she has demolished a lot of what in today's way we would say fake news about the mahabharata and i would insist all of you to go and buy this book because i think this is a great starter because if i tell you to read them just the mahabharata you'll be like surrender hum hath khade kar dete hain so start with this book it will definitely get you interested and maybe then you can uh, you know graduate eventually to reading the whole text so ami once again thanks a lot for writing this book it was a pleasure thanks to talk so to you thanks krishna All right guys time to wrap today's discussion up if you want to buy this book go to the description of the podcast you will find the link to buy the book i insist each and every one of you buy it and even gift it to a friend or a relative also follow ami on twitter i have left her twitter handle in the description of the podcast if you like what this podcast is doing please like the video subscribe to the channel leave your comment become a member on peter on on youtube or maybe a subscriber on patreon buy the charvak podcast merch or send your donations to upi 
I'll see you next Monday. I think I'm going to be talking to Vikram Sampath about his second volume on Savarkar. Uh, until then, take care. Goodbye. See you next time.